We should definitely cut that out. That was not funny, and it was really stupid. Oh, I, I, sure, sure, sure. Um, anyway, we can leave it in. Minasan konnichiwa. Nick, genki. That's how you wanted to start it. Minasan konnichiwa, Nick desu. Ato oranda ni iru matain to ishin yatte rinsuke. Hi, yours konai shimasu. Kyo wa donna tenki Tokyo. It's pretty sunny today, actually. Huh. Dude, you know what's insane? What? Speaking of Japanese, so I did an interview, I can send it to you at some point,、uh-huh. um, with this guy named Matt who has a pretty big YouTube channel, right? Okay. And he, he's never been to Japan. Huh. But he's like a language learning genius. And he speaks Japanese like as good as a Japanese person. Like he just taught himself. He never went to school or anything. How crazy is that? That is pretty crazy. That is yeah, pretty dude, crazy. Yeah, dude, his frontal cortex is definitely developed. Like <laughs> his、really、prefrontal、well. cortex as well. Yes.、Yeah, <laughs> is that even a real thing, prefrontal cortex? I think you need to get your prefrontal cortex examined, dude. I do, dude. But I, why I did、like、we? Why? Had... Yeah. Why? What? I was gonna say, dude. I think I need to get my prefrontal cortex examined because I felt like shit for like fucking two weeks. It's the worst, man. Yeah, I don't know if that has. I'd like to, to blame it on Corona.、Cortex. Corona is affecting your prefrontal cortex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, it affects your prefrontal cortex. Yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah. you should tell the doctor that. I think you should go to the hospital. That it affected my prefrontal yeah, cortex. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, well、uh, why did we open up in、yeah. Japanese? Because this is um,、uh, we haven't really talked about this yet. Actually, that you still live in Japan. I used to live in Japan for seven years, and that's how we know each、yeah. other. Because we went to the same Japanese language school, basically. Yes, we did. Yes. So, and, and today's topic is about Japan as well. Yeah, our top three favorite things about Japan, which actually I did with.、Uh, so I'm a comedian. I do manzai, which is like two man stand up comedy. And I actually did this with my Japanese partner a week、mm-hmm. ago. Yeah.、Uh, hold on. Can I say something really fast? Yeah. Hold on. I I, I didn't hear anything. Oh yeah, it sucks. Anyway, <laughs> any people I farted, but it didn't. It didn't even come out. That's the saddest thing. That's yeah. Now my mic just、heard. smells like a fart. Like no <laughs> sound. <laughs> anyway, so I did this with my Japanese partner and. His top three good things about Japan were so fucking bad. They were so like, they were the worst, man. What? Tell what me, was, like, what was their top? What? What, what、um, was his top three? I, his two of them I fucking forgot. <laughs> I'm pretty. They were so they were so bland. But his number one was you can drink the drinking like the you can drink tap water here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Takuko, you know, like you can drink tap water, like you know, in Holland, you can drink it in America. Is that really the number one thing you want to do? Or not?、Uh, in in Holland, we have a saying: um, um, a child's hand is easily filled. Dude, Japan has a really interesting, like, nationalistic culture. Like,、uh, uh-huh. I have a really famous, really famous friend. He's an American and he's a comedian here, and he was on a TV show once, and it was about seasons. Yeah. And、uh, I've told you about this, right? <laughs> I'm gonna pretend I, I've never heard this. Yeah, pretend you never heard it. So the MC was like, "So、uh, I'll just make up a name. Hey, Jimmy,、uh, how does it feel to finally live in a country with seasons?" And he was like, "Well, actually,、um, where I'm from, there's like four seasons, and it's really beautiful." And he got like kicked <laughs> off of the show. <laughs> <laughs> They were so mad at him that he said that another country has four seasons. Yeah, another that another country could be as good as Japan. Yeah, 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 it's amazing. But but、um, do you think something similar could happen in America when you claim that America is not the best country in the world when you're on TV in America? 
but America is the best country in the world. So <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, uh, but well, we should do a top three things about America at some point too, actually. Yeah. So, so good things about Japan. Um, do you want to start this off or am I starting? Yeah, this I'll start off? it off. I'll start it with my number three. Uh, it's fucking insanely beautiful nature wise. So yeah, I, I just, ever- I just wrote down nature, but yeah, yeah, works. yeah. Yeah. Super fucking beautiful nature wise. So, I was actually walking in Meiji Jingu today, which I don't think we've ever done. We walked, you've probably walked on the main road, but you've ever, oh no, no, we have walked some of the trails, but you've ever walked the trails there? Yeah, I have, I have. You know, in the middle of Tokyo, I was walking through today, it's as big as Yogi Park, which is one of the biggest, it's like Central Park of Tokyo, right? Yeah. And it is like walking through a rainforest inside of Tokyo. It's the Yeah, in, in summer, yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, after the rainy season. Yeah, dude. So Japan, like if you go to mountains or if you go to, you know, like rivers, it's just like divine. Actually. Yeah, well, the thing is also that, you know, Japan has this, uh, has a huge variety of, of these uh, of natural Foliage. sites and views yeah. because um, from the north to the south, it's, it's actually pretty much the same uh, size as uh, if, if you'd go from the Canadian border to the Mexican border. Or California, right? I think it's like the exact same size as California, actually. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure uh, size-wise, but what I mean is, like, from the north to the south, because it's it's. Uh, oh, okay. There's so much variety because they basically have different seasons. They're well, no, country. different. Sorry, different <laughs> different <laughs> climates. <laughs> yeah, different climates. No, so Hokkaido gets great snow. You know, it's really popular for snowboarding yeah. and skiing. But then, if you go to the south, the islands in the south are down. Uh, they're downright tropical and you can go yeah. scuba diving with sea turtles and exotic fish. Uh, so it's, it's a very rewarding uh, country to explore because there's, there's so much in, in a single country that is. Yeah. There's uh, like uh, in Nagano, there's the Alps, the Japanese Alps, which are just these beautiful mountains. And yeah. also another amazing thing is how they incorporate nature into their shrines and temples. Like it's, uh, yeah. you know, like when you go into a church, I don't want to say like goth, I guess Gothic is the right word to say, you know what I mean? It's like a little bit dark. It depends on the yeah. type of church, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like yeah, a just, completely... as, as a person who studied art history, I'm just going to let you swim here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me swim. I don't know. There's like a completely different feel and I'm not saying yeah. anything bad about churches, but it's like, like you'll see like a 500 year old tree in a, like in a shrine and they've like wrapped like this beautiful white paper around it. And it's just like, yeah. dude, this yeah, I remember does... donating money to, to touch a tree. Yeah. Yeah. It was like $4 or something. What, or did I just make that up? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, it was like a dollar, but yeah. I or actually I that's think it's still it, too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your favorite place in Japan, nature-wise? Well, where we went together, Kamikochi, was pretty divine, I have to say. Yeah, that was that was really beautiful. And the other thing is that in places like like those, they often have hot springs. So my favorite places in Japan are, uh, well, amongst others, the, the Okinawan Islands. It's really easy to find these pristine beaches and, and uh, drowning baby blue water. The thing about, about these, uh, these places of nature in Japan, the, the great thing is, is the color green. Because it's, it's just, yeah. it seems slightly different than, than uh, the, the color green in other places. Yeah, it's really fucking verdant. Yeah, and did you know that the color green is, is the easiest color for the eye the human eye to, to perceive really yeah and it, it has to do with uh with evolutionary factors because uh the way we evolved the we we tend to focus mainly on areas where we can find food once we evolved uh from monkeys or, or i didn't um, evolve from a monkey dude don't say <laughs> no, i'm pretty sure you didn't i was um, you were what 
my ancestors were with the dinosaurs. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. They were. You're a lizard person, I know. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, do you know who um, who was responsible for bringing uh, information about the Japanese flora and fauna uh, to the West? Um, yes, it was. It was. Hold on. Let me get it. I know who it was. It was. It was Franz von Siebold. A Dutch guy? No, he was. Well, he was born in Germany, but then he, uh, he moved to Holland and he worked for the University of Leiden. And huh. he moved to Japan in the 1800s as a biologist to collect samples and send them back. Um, huh. And he was living on, on Dejima, where, where all the Dutch yeah, were oh, at yeah. that time. Dejima. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was in Nagasaki. But then the uh, what is known in Japan as the Seabolt incident or, or the Seabolt von Ujigen, he tried to smuggle out a map of Japan. And since Japan was still locked off to the outside world, this was highly illegal. And he mm-hmm. was kicked out of the country and he had to leave behind his Japanese wife and, and their daughter. And he didn't get to see them uh, for the next 30 years. Loser. Back in Holland, he he married somebody new and, and made new babies. So, nice. you know. I don't who know. Lose, who lost? Who yeah. lost in that situation? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, do you have anything else to add about nature? No, that's it. Okay, well, uh, my number three is uh, nature. But okay. my number two, <laughs> my number two is uh, safety. Yeah, dude, I was actually going to do that, but now I'm going to change mine. <laughs> yeah, so, so Japan is a, is a very safe country. And I remember when we were studying in a certain language school in uh, Tokyo. Okay. My, my teacher at the, uh, at the academy told me, uh, be very careful because this school is located in one of the most dangerous neighborhoods of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And last year, 15 purses got stolen. Yes. Now, my dangerous. dad was a, a, a cop in Amsterdam, and that's not a very high number for a day. No. Uh, for a year, that, that, that's pretty good. So you, you can just basically get off at any metro station at any hour of the night and walk around without ever feeling unsafe. So yeah, this is like gender... Gender... Specific. No, no. I mean, girls can usually do that too, right? Uh, yeah, although although for girls, it's a little less safe than... than yeah, I mean, you might get harassed. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's in the top five of safest countries in the world behind Iceland, Singapore, Norway, and Switzerland. Okay. There are natural disasters, like the earthquake in, in 2011 when, uh, when we were there. You almost run a bigger risk uh, being adversely affected by natural disaster than by street crime. Because yeah, I think the, that's a good thing. Yeah. The homicide number in, in Japan is about 350 a year. That's equal to Arizona. And Arizona, oh, Arizona has 7 million inhabitants. Japan has 126. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty insane. So uh, homicides by firearm uh, around, it's, it's about seven a year. Oh, that was one of my partners once, that Japan doesn't have guns. Everything he said was just like a, like a, a backhanded slap to America, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I respect him a little bit more. Yeah. He thought that, you, but he's like, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that you can't drink water in San Francisco. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm like, But he was in San Francisco, so. I know, but I know. guess in Japan, they tell you that you can't drink the water in San Francisco. Yeah, well, in Japan, they also tell you that you cannot smoke weed in Holland as a Japanese tourist. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, so. you are still a Japanese person and thus yeah, uh, you follow funny. the Japanese. Yeah, but it is insanely safe. And it is conven- um, convenient, might I add. So when we when we uh, talk about Japanese crime, what is famous, of course, is the yakuza, the the Japanese uh, mafia. 
Uh, but most of these crimes they commit are targeting other Yakuza. Yeah. Uh, except when they are uh, your artistic friend and his used car seller friend walking around Kichijoji looking rather uh, weird, I guess. Yeah, and then because um, ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. My, so my friend, he he was walking around this uh, this neighborhood where apparently there is a um, a yakuza head office, and they hire strongmen to beat up other yakuza when they see them on the street. And this strongman uh, mistook my friend and his friend uh, for for fellow yakuza and decided to beat them up. Obviously, they protested, but this uh, to no avail. After he beat them up. A bunch of people came from the the office and told the uh, strongman, "What what did you do? That these guys aren't yakuza." And proceeded huh. to hand over stacks of money to my friend and his friend. Now, so he made money from it. No, he didn't take it. While being beaten up, he did for some reason steal the the guy's phone. Really? In which the police totally wasn't interested afterwards because they said, "Oh yeah, we know them." But uh, which goes to show. The relationship between Japanese police and, and the yakuza, there, there's a lot uh, there uh, to go. Yeah, I mean, that's here. not a really yakuza-heavy area either. Just to let you know, which is it's kind of- not. It's not not traditionally, but apparently, um, uh, sorry, it's Nishiyogi. It's not Kichijoji. It's Nishiyogi. Also, by the way, the dude who did it can kind of be a dumbass sometimes. So uh, true, true. That that's very possible. But um, they didn't take the money. Um, do, do you know why you should never take money from yakuza? Because it's not a setup they, for a joke. They they wipe their poop poos on it, <laughs> and then you get poop on your hands. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's it's not a joke, but they can call you up later and say like, "Hey, we uh, we actually gave you a little bit too much, but that's fine because you can do a job for us." Yeah, yeah. So this is why my friend ended up going through a, a lawyer and not uh, just taking the money. But right. mostly, yeah, the yakuza crime is is it's yakuza on yakuza. Yeah. So I, when I was in my 20s, I was a fucking idiot, and I hung out with another fucking idiot. You would know him because he's uh, from Down Under. Okay. You know yeah. what I, you know who I I'm talking know. about? I do know. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, yo, Nick, I can't do an Australian accent, but he's like, I was thinking that we could, we could maybe get into the Yakuza, and we just deliver the mail and their postal service and that's like all we do he thought that the yakuza would hire us just to deliver their letters <laughs> like they're just writing letters all the time but why would you want to do that in the first place because uh, can you just I become mean, a mailman yeah 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 <laughs> if he well, wants I mean, to so his wish was to li- deliver mail it had nothing to do with the yeah. yakuza. well i think he wanted to feel like a badass and deliver mail at the same time so <laughs> No, so so um, so this is not something that, as an expat or tourist, you, you ever really come across. No. The other no. things that so are we have because uh, we knew some through yeah. one of my ex girlfriends. Yeah, and I used to run a bar, and then a gangster once came in and told me, like, if you ever have trouble with anybody, just let me know. And like, not knowing you, I don't take criminals here. No, not knowing what what to do with that, I just tried to make a joke, and I said, "Well, it was true, actually." I said, "Well, I, I just threw out somebody uh, this afternoon, so uh, maybe you can look into that." <laughs> and I was just That's kidding, easy. but he got really serious, and he wanted to know the guy's uh, the yeah. number. Irony doesn't work here. That's one of the no, bad things it about it. It does not. Certainly okay. not. With can the... I tell my quintessential irony doesn't work story? Yes. So I was at a bar and like some girls come up in Japan. Everybody asks your name, how old you are, and then what your blood type blood is. Blood type is, Because yeah. it's like an Asian 
an Asian thing that like your personality is different depending on your blood type. So, you know, everybody's like, A, A, B, O. And they were like, "Uh, Nick, what's your blood type? And I was like, HIV is a joke. And they were like, really? Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) What is your blood type though? Uh, I think it's O. Yeah, yeah. So, so is mine, but that's the most prevalent, apparently. Is it? Yeah. So, so, um, so I proceeded talking about all the dangers of Japan, but uh, nonetheless, it's a, it's a very safe country. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say safe. So I'll do my number two. Yeah. Food. Food. I really like Japanese, but I'm actually going to my favorite restaurant, Jomon in Shibuya. It's so fucking good. And I know you don't like a lot of Japanese food. I don't like fish. I think it sucks, and I don't like the taste of it. But uh-huh. the meat here, they uh, the way they take care of their meat and eggs and shit is like pretty high grade, I have to say. I feel like they're really uh, thorough in their craft here. Like they really like are you know how in like America you'll like somebody will like say you're at the supermarket and like they just stuff it in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that you know, aggression. Yeah. Yeah. I, they're not like that here. Like everything's placed in like really nice. So when they make like food, even non-Japanese food, I feel like I mean Food's good everywhere else too, but I really do enjoy the food. In Japan. Yeah, you're you're just waiting for the for the follow up of that uh, movie. Uh, oh yeah, Jiro dreams of sushi. Yeah, Jiro, yeah, I'm, Jiro, Jiro dreams of steak. Jiro dreams of steak. Jiro dreams of steak. Jiro dreams. I can't say it three times. Fuck. But it it is. I mean, if you like sushi, obviously Japan's really good. I mean, if you're not into meat, if you're a vegetarian, I don't think Japan is a place for you. No, no, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, food wise. Well, it, it's it's good. It's just I, I cannot get excited over Japanese food so much because what I miss is the spices. The Japanese kitchen is is quite bland. And whenever people um, whenever we went to restaurant to a Japanese restaurant with Japanese people, they would say things like, oh, this uh, the taste is so subtle. And I would go like, yeah, yeah it tastes of nothing. They're into umami, right? Umami. You know that well, word? that's that's an international thing, though. I mean, umami is even in tomatoes, so. Yeah, I know, but it started in Japan. Yeah, they gave <laughs> it a Japanese word because it was a Japanese researcher who did, who um, who came up with this. But you know. Okay, great. Well, the, make me sound make me sound worse. Come on. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> well, well, the microscope the microscope was was discovered in Holland, but you know. Really. Is is looking at things intently a Dutch thing? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay, all right, whatever. The food is fucking good, though. Just listen to me. Okay, so what's your 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 top three favorite foods in Japan? Top three favorite foods is yakiniku, which is uh, ironically some people say it's Korean, and I'm sure it is Korean, but there's a Japanese style. It's like barbecue. Yeah. You barbecue the meat yourself in a restaurant. Yeah. It's fucking good. It would never work too much in the states because people probably wouldn't want to have to make their own food mm-hmm. in a restaurant. But it's really yeah. good. I really enjoy kushi which is like meat on a stick. They have like vegetables wrapped in pork or, you know, yakitori, which is like, you know, chicken on a skewer. I think that shit's amazing and it goes really well with alcohol. And then my third favorite Japanese food is probably tonkatsu, which is, I guess, pork cutlet, right? Yeah. No, the funny thing is that uh, in Japan, uh, we, we would always go to the same Indian or not Indian, oh, yeah, actually, Nepalese restaurant. Yeah. I would advise anybody going to Tokyo to, to go to Masala Hut. But yeah. the funny thing was whenever friends would visit or, or anybody else, or whenever I would work uh, and, and people would come over from Holland, to, for example, for a TV show or something, I would take them to this Nepalese restaurant and people would always go, what the fuck? We traveled like 10,000 kilometers 
to eat Nepalese food. We came to Japan. We want to eat sushi or, or whatever, but I wouldn't even, yeah. I wouldn't even think of bringing them to a re- Japanese restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. So the Nepalese food in Japan is really great. It is good. It is fucking good. Are you just, are you just looking at the camera to see if your, if your hair is? Um, no, I just, uh, I didn't know there's a video setting that makes you like your skin. smoother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm happy you figured that out. Have you ever heard about that? Um, no, I have not. I, I, I actually not. don't like it. You look like Michael Jackson, so I'm going to turn it off. Okay, <laughs> um, let's go on to. Oh, nice. I didn't. How do you do that, man? How do you do what? Emoji, man. Uh, well, I do an emoji by clicking on the reactions button in the, the bottom of the that screen. That is amazing, dude. Nobody yeah, nobody seen. can see. This is the best part of the podcast. Okay, yeah. let's move on to your number one. Uh, my number one is fashion. Hmm. They are very fashionable here in some. They ways. are. They are. And I, I read a book about Japanese fashion for a TV show that I was going to do that never aired. Um, and it is interesting because Japanese fashion, from the outside, uh, seen from the outside, it seems a bit extravagant, you know, and and sometimes does. extreme. Uh, also very preppy, and and people, it seems like people just try very hard. And I think fashion has this name of being very shallow because it's just literally, it's just about the outside. Uh, at the same time, in a sense, it's, it's wearable art and a way to mm-hmm. express your personality. And it's, it's funny how uh, these extreme things, when you study them, they lose a lot of their shock value and they start making sense with a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, not just fashion, but, but anything that you look into, it kind of starts making sense when you start looking at things the way that the people who are, who are into them are looking at them. For me, the fa- Japanese fashion is is like this as well. And just to take one example uh, that I'll talk about a little bit, is, uh, because it's uh, extreme and, and very well known, is the Lolita fashion. Okay, yeah, this is one that sucks. But yeah, yeah sure. exactly. So, they so look this like is fucking idiots. But yeah, yeah, sure. Go, keep going. <laughs> but when, when you start reading about it and and uh, read about how it started, it, it's quite interesting because it was at the end of the seventies, basically. There was a movement called Otomake, and okay. Otomake it, it influenced Lolita fashion, and it means maiden. So Otome huh. means it means maiden. Oh yeah, so, K is in like uh, type. Type, yeah. K means type in Japanese. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like maiden type of, of uh, maiden style. Okay. So it, it looks like a, a lot less elaborate than the the Lolita style that that we know now. But when yeah. it emerged, uh, there was already a rise of cuteness culture uh, during the early 70s because uh, there was a, a high emphasis on, on cute and childish uh, handwriting mm-hmm. in Japanese schools. There's a the little pedo thing going on in Japan. I'm not sure what it is, but... I, th- I think that might uh, have a different uh, reason behind it, but but I'm, I'm not going to hmm. get into that now because I'm, I just don't know enough about that. But... As a result of this, the, also the company Sanrio, uh, who, who came up with Hello Kitty, they started yes. experimenting with uh, cute designs. So, so in the in the eighties, this this became known as the kawaii style, which is still very well known, uh, also outside of Japan. What was interesting about otomake and and also the Lolita fashion that came after is that a lot of it was do it yourself. The emergence of of these styles had something to do uh, with the economic situation in Japan. Japan went through rough times economically. So the economic depression in Japan led to an increase in in alternative youth cultures, such as uh, gyaru and otaku and and Mm -hmm. visual K, and Lolita was one of them. And much of the early Lolitas in in the 90s um, handmade most of their clothing. 
So a lot of magazines also published Lolita patterns for, for people. Uh, Japan had tons of magazines, by the way, like yeah. every type of fucking thing you could think of. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very affordable um, means of entertainment, I guess. Yes. So from the late 70s, a large part of the Harajuku shopping district closed for traffics uh, on Sundays. And so, so the result was an increase in interaction between pedestrians there. And a lot of clothing brands started selling these, uh, these clothes. So, so it became a lot more available to people with money as well. Uh, although uh, the, the hardcore Lolitas look down on this kind of because you're supposed to, to make your own clothing, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, bands started dressing like this and it became a lot more just generally accepted. So um, they say that that a lot of uh, a lot of this Lolita thing is about wanting to to stay young and not wanting to accept the, the pressure that Japanese society puts on you to become a responsible adult very quickly and do nothing but study in school so that you can go to a good school and get hired by a good company and then spend six days a week at least. Uh, 12 hours a day uh, at the company. Yeah, yeah. The uh, The problem I have with Japanese fashion, if you don't mind me saying, since you shit all over my uh, umami thing, is that a lot of them dress different, but all the same. So it's like True. this type of person, this type of person, this, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. a, like the same outfits of different subcultures. Basically. I mean, it's like that with punks and skinheads and stuff too, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of like that anywhere you go. And what I like about the Japan, Japanese fashion and why I put it in my top three is that there is a lot of just acceptance of weird styles as, as being normal, not looked down upon, really. I look down upon them all and I live here. But yeah, but you're not, you're yeah. not a Japanese person. Yeah, you're tr that's true. But, but the acceptance of, of wearing things uh, that you like that might be a little bit different, it's everywhere in Japan. And that's, that's yeah, very sure. different, I think, from, from here, where uh, depending on what you're wearing, you can be not only stared after, but also called names. And, um, and beat know. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so this, this just doesn't exist in Japan. And that's, I remember uh, I used to live with a gay guy, really fucking cool guy in San Francisco. You know, I grew up in the East Bay, so all that shit's like, you know, being gay is like bleaching your hair. Like, it's like nothing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you still beat him up. Why? Yeah, yeah, I still beat him up. Why? No, I remember, he's, you know, he's dressed super gay one day. Yeah. And uh, uh, how do you born. dress super gay? But because that's that's the thing that I'm talking about. Like in Japan, there would not. Yeah, be yeah, there is no. Yeah, yeah. You'll see like gay. you'll see like a super straight guy with like a dangling earring here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I remember he got punched in the face. Like somebody jumped out of a car and just like fucking punch him in the face and stuff like that doesn't happen in Japan. But know? I'm still uh, and I'm still curious about what he was wearing. It, they were, I don't remember exactly. It was like really short shorts or like, you know, a shirt that said I'm gay or some, I don't know what it was. Yeah. So that, that doesn't, doesn't happen, happen in Japan. In Japan. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that makes you, I think that uh, the, the good thing about that or uh, what I liked about it is that it also lets you experiment with, with what you like to wear. Your sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Wait, what? No, no, I don't. Dude, what are you, I'm straight. <laughs> what do you, come on, dude, let's cut that out. <laughs> yeah. You were just having fun. You were just having yeah, fun. Dude. <laughs> what am I talking? Come on. <laughs> So what's your number one? Uh, I was just going to add one more thing. The other problem I have with like fashion, I'm into vintage clothing here. And uh, Japanese guys tend to like dress up sometimes like characters, like way too mm -hmm. literal. You know what yeah. I'm saying? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. They and, copy and things get, down to the letter. Yeah. So if you're gonna dress in like you know vintage or you know try to look cool, it's kind of cool to like mix eras and not look like a caricature. Yeah. But they end up looking like caricatures, um, which is fine. You know what I mean? I, like at least they look like something. Like Americans don't look like any. Like they used to dress. You know, <laughs> Americans used to dress amazing, man. Till like yeah. the '80s. I don't know what happened. I think they. Yeah, got yeah, a yeah. Bit I, there, there is far um, copying sometimes. True, true. There is a lot of dedication to to a certain style, and then it, it becomes almost a, a caricature of that style. Uh, my number one is the babes, because there's some serious babes here. Okay. And I think I would probably say that my, on my number one for any country I go to. <laughs> but, would um, you say it for Holland? Uh, you know, I really liked the girls in Holland, too. You did? I thought there were some serious babes. Yeah. Dutch girls are cute in a different way. They have, like, some of them are really big and tall and have big butts, and I like that. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I think this also comes back to the fashion, like Japanese girls. Um, this is like obviously a, a stereotype, a, not a stereotype, but kind of like being too Fash, general, uh, a, a generalization. Okay. They yeah, they present themselves really well. Like mm-hmm. if you go to yeah. university, you can tell they thought out how they were going to dress that. Yeah, day. impeccably. Um, yeah. Uh, they're very body type conscious. What what does I, that? I don't mean? know. There's a I don't know if there's a good thing or bad. Well, I mean, if you gain like two pounds here, somebody's going to be like, hey, you got fat. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, that, that's a great thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I have a friend here whose uh, wife is in her mid, uh, maybe 40s, like 43 or something. There's like a company, Japanese, it's a Japanese company. And um, it's like a year round health check. Yeah. And the doctor who did the check said, um, you're really healthy, except your butt's a little bit too big. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what his advice was wait that, that's not advice that's that's a joke yeah that's just like a comment yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's not advice <laughs> but no no uh i think japanese girls are really pretty and you know one other thing i forgot to talk about the fashion is even in the medieval times like the bad boys there's have you ever heard about basara no i have not they were really into fashion, like mm-hmm. dressing really flamboyantly, dressing not how you're supposed to dress. Yeah. And it might be because Japan has such like a strict, you know, social, we care about what you think about us type of system. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these guys, they were called akto, which were, means like bad guy. Mm-hmm. They would dress in like kimono with the sleeves cut off. This is like in the medieval times, dude. Yeah. Sleeves cut off and like yellow bandanas in front of their face, kind of mm-hmm. bandana type things. Yeah. And then these weird hats that only women and like outcasts would wear. Okay. And the bandanas were that they put over their face was something like the Japanese untouchable outcast. Okay. Untouchable class. So Japanese people have always been into fashion and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is that I, I love watching these nature documentaries and there's a great one called Dancing with the Birds on Netflix. And uh-huh. you see how much care birds uh, birds of paradise take in, in both their feathers but also their nest and everything and every the denim dude exactly they fucking make perfect. sure that the denim, their denim is, is just, tight denim is just taper yeah high and tight <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no All but right, seriously so i mean like it's it's a it's a thing you see in nature uh, a lot as well um yeah yeah but but you don't have yellow fever you're saying uh i do and I also have white you fever and brown fever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I have all these different viruses <laughs> that I can't get rid of. <laughs> but I mean, you know, people are like, oh my God, it's like an Asian fetish or, you know, and lots of guys think it's easy to get Japanese girls and it's easy to get a type of Japanese girl, right? Yeah. But I, I think for the most part, Japanese girls, I mean, I can speak Japanese, so it's different, but a lot of guys will never get the chance today 
from Japanese true, girls. True, and uh, I had this experience when I was hanging out with a friend, and we were uh, we were hiking actually, and she told me uh -huh. at some point, uh, "Don't put pictures of us uh, online, because um, my coworkers are on Facebook, and they might think that I'm dating a foreigner." Ah, that's amazing. So that was that was the last day of our friendship, but the the was thought behind. Yeah, but the thought behind it is that, and maybe you know this, but that there is this image of girls dating foreigners being sluts, basically. It's slut shaming. Did you tell her you were mad or were you, did you tell her like that's offensive? Or? No, I said, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I didn't. I just, no, no, no. When I really get angry at you, you will uh, probably just never know it. I will just cut off. Not all talk to you again. Yeah. Was she hot? Uh, yeah, she was cute, but that was not the point. That was not the point to my story. Are you just simply uh, curious if this was a hot girl or not? Well, I would have. That wouldn't have stopped me from wanting to hang out with her more just because she said that if she was hot. But oh no, definitely no, no, no. It did stop me. Japanese girls that date foreigners, they have this, uh, this. There is this stereotype of, of of them being sluts because the foreigner is gonna leave at some point. So that this means that you're just doing it for the sex. Or they have a foreigner fetish too, so it's the, it goes both ways. You yeah, know what I mean, like exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's, anyway, it's what's, bad. I want to hear your number one. Come on, bring it well, up. I already told you my number one. You did? All right. uh, it was fashion. <laughs> oh yeah, it was fashion. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Japan's a really cool place. We should do ones that we don't like about Japan at some point. We should do one about Holland too, dude. That'd be a yeah, fun yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, yeah. Let's let's uh, maybe we could do that next time. We'll do Holland. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Bye. So that was the end. That was the end of this one. Let's. Which one should we do next?